0: Well, hello there, and welcome to the first evening edition of Popping Off Will Feel the Podcast. Hey, co-hosts, missed you guys, hope you missed me. Sorry I couldn't pull it together this morning, but the last couple of days have been pretty stress-filled. I lost a wallet, I found a wallet, um, and then I came to the realization that I was keeping something very precious in my wallet, and I was more concerned about that item as opposed to the wallet, and so the difficult decision to take it out of my wallet, although it's been there for the last five years. If you're wondering what the item is, it's um, my mother's license. I I keep it on me and I've kept it on me. Um, But losing my wallet was like a wake up call that maybe I shouldn't keep it on me because everything else in the wallet can be replaced. My license, um, bank cards, uh, HSA cards, but that one item cannot be. And so coming to the the very difficult realization that I probably need to remove that uh, and the stress that that caused, but I have therapy tomorrow. So rest assured, all of these things will be hammered out in therapy. Uh, But enough about that. Let's talk. So I I felt like I wanted to make this episode a little lighter. Well, at least that's my intent. I don't actually know how light it's going to be, but I feel like the last few weeks have been pretty heavy because there've been some things going on. In the greater community that I just felt... Need, I felt needed to be addressed. Um, and I need to kind of add my own spin. And how about how I thought about those things. So I did. Um, but this week, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Uh, so. But I encourage you. Because I'm always trying to figure out what I want to talk about. And what angle. Um, to follow me on social media. I have an IG page specifically for this podcast. Popping off with Phil. Um, like and share and comment and post. But also... In the comment section, drop some ideas, some things that you would like to hear me talk about, some things you're interested to hear what my perspective is. If you've listened to an episode in the past and you didn't necessarily agree with what I was saying or you have another thought that you like to add or that you think I should explore and you kind of want to know what I think about it, please put that stuff down there. Like, I really want this to be interactive um, at some point. It's like radio, but not quite radio. Like, I think I would be really good at radio. Um... Not to shit on anybody who actually went to school for like journalism, like broadcast journalism and really did the work. But um, <laughs> I just think that I, I just think I would be cool on radio. Nonetheless, anyway, I'm just always looking for ideas, different things to talk about to get me through those lean times when there isn't a hot button item that's jumped up and caught, captured my attention. But enough about that. So my aunt sent an article to me myself, I'm sorry, my brothers and my two first cousins about um, following your passion is dead. So I and my middle brother have both graduated from college. My youngest brother and my first cousin, the boy, because it's four boys, one girl, uh, graduated in May and June and then the youngest of us which is the only girl graduates from college in two years she's just she's a sophomore so my aunt we we joke around a lot and it's interesting because she's someone that I respect because she's done a lot in her life and she's been very successful in the arena of business she was a consultant for many many years and when I say many many years We're throwing it all the way back to Arthur Anderson, which is what it was before the Enron scandal. And then it became Accenture. So she's been in the game a long, long time. Um, And, you know, she's made a lot of sacrifices in order to be where she is. And she, out of all of my relatives, has always lived a life that I've admired. The things that she's done in terms of travel well let's just say this the lifestyle she lives is one that I've always said oh my goodness if I could live that lifestyle but I learned very early on that I don't I didn't I wasn't built for the sacrifice and so we we hit a lot of bumpy patches after I graduated from college because she was trying to help me get on the path and I was just very resistant and resilient uh, well not resilient just resistant <laughs> I guess I was I guess there was some resiliency because I didn't make it but you know if I would have followed her advice maybe I would be a little further along or in a different arena but nonetheless um she she jokingly said I was very good training ground for her because I didn't take her advice and you know it used to bother her at one point because she was like I've helped so many other children I've helped so many other young men and young women achieve their dreams and have success in their career. And here I am with all this wealth of knowledge and my family looks at me as as though I'm chopped liver. And I was like, um, you know, with my other, with my brothers and my cousins, she was like, well, they don't listen to me either. But, you know, you have helped me not to take that so personal. And I was like, well, you're welcome. And she was like, you a trip. Uh, because we laugh and we joke because I do love her. And I jokingly say that she's not one of my favorite people, but the reality of the situation is, is that you know, I don't think we always value, and this is me being realistic and serious. I don't think we always value the wealth of knowledge that we have afforded to us. There are friends of mine who would be like, "Oh, I would love if your aunt was my aunt. I would soak all that in." And you know, my response jokingly is always like, "Well." You can have her at any time, but <laughs> you know, in reality, I do believe that, um, I don't know. Like I just, you know, there are times where I was like, well, maybe if I wasn't so hard headed, but you know, every once in a while I think, well, maybe I can listen to her. And she says something I was like, no, this isn't going to work out. But the point of the matter is she sent us all an article that said, following your passion is dead. Um, I think I'm one of the only, well, no. I, I, was, I was a business major in college, but I definitely went a different path route when I went and got my master's, which is in arts administration because that was more of a passion project. And there are times where I think it's wonderful that I went back to graduate school and got a master's, but I do question what I chose to get it in. Um, and if I could have gotten a a more flexible, pliable degree... And still do some of the things that I want to do. But anyway, um, my middle brother majored in journalism. And journalism can be passion-driven. And there's a criminal justice major, a computer science major, and an English major. So that's all of us. So business in terms of undergrad. Business, administration, concentration in management, journalism, computer science, Criminal justice in English. That's us. We're such a hodgepodge (laughs) in terms of our choices. Uh, But I think she sent the article because a lot of us, or at least three of us for sure, are definitely idealistic (laughs) in terms of what it is we want to do with our lives. And sometimes those things don't always yield the, the type of stability that other fields may offer. Um I think if anybody's smart enough to be a doctor it would probably be my youngest cousin and maybe and maybe my middle brother. Like I think that those are things that they could have done. Like they could very easily have been biology majors or um and there's a good chance that the youngest may still do something like law school. She's majoring in English, so who knows? I don't really know what her plan of action is. I know that she kind of wants to be a writer as well, but nonetheless um I don't know the the article I did read the article and I I talked to some friends about it but it kind of just struck a chord because I'm I'm kind of torn between this whole idea of having realistic conversations with the younger generation about what they should do in terms of planning for the future um I believe that there are some creative fields and some passion work that definitely require you to be degreed in that particular area you know what I'm saying like if you if you know you want to be an opera singer if you know you want to be a musical theater artist um I think that majoring in music or majoring majoring in theater or musical theater if you, you know if you want to be an actor like there are certain craft of things I think that it's important to go ahead and, and kind of get those skills and then I think there are other things that that are more passion driven that don't necessarily require a formal a formal four year education maybe it's a situation where a person can take some courses audit some courses or do some individual study on their own but i think it it just begs the question of you know is, is it okay to follow your is it okay to follow your passion is okay to follow purpose in terms of choosing a career and is there a way to do it successfully um where you don't necessarily have to depend on other people or be a starving artist and 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 for lack of a better word in order to achieve whatever that particular goal is and it's interesting because you know with talking with friends some friends was like I totally agree you should definitely get major in something more practical. And some of that is because school has become so expensive that what's the point of wasting money getting a degree in something that you know you're either not going to use or isn't going to have a good return on investment, you know? Um, But I think some of it is, and this is the realization that I've had to come to over the last year, is that some of it is there is some individual work that's required, There's some additional work that's required outside of the regular normal that you're going to have to do in order to make this passion come alive that everybody just isn't up for. And if you know you're not up for it, then there's no need to really waste your time. Um, I think I came to a realization that some of the ways to transition into arts administration were some of the things that I just at this point wasn't interested in doing. Um, Five years ago... When I was making less money and still trying to figure that thing out, it would have been—it probably would have been more ideal for me to to make some of those sacrifices of volunteering and showing up and being in different places and you know just throwing my name in a hat and trying things and and asking people for help and trying to create programs and different do different things for them and you know you know write grants and 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 try to get funding for different people and places and I, I think I've just come to this realization that I'm just not as interested in that as I thought as I once thought I was and I think some of it is fear like you know I had a choice I had an opportunity to decide what I wanted to do for a graduate program and in my mind I didn't really do well in undergrad and part of the reason why I didn't do well in undergrad is because I really didn't have there was no desire to be a business major it was just kind of something to do um, I was too scared to do music. I was an English major at one point. I didn't pursue this whole idea or concept of going to law school because I didn't think I was good enough or smart enough or I, I didn't because I wasn't, I didn't enjoy reading and the writing process. I was like, well, isn't law school all reading and writing? Like, how am I going to make it? Like, I kind of just talked myself out of it and never really gave it a shot. Only to find myself working in a legal department and actually liking the work and people being like, yeah, you know, if you want to go to law school, you should probably try it. But I'm like, I don't have two hundred thousand dollars or or three years or four years if I'm doing it part time. So, like, I don't think that's going to happen. And <laughs> but um, it, it's just interesting how, you know, different things show back up in your life that you didn't expect would show back up in your life and, and it kind of forces you to think like well what made me go this route and did I really have a serious conversation with myself about how this was all going to work out like I have friends who I have a really good friend actually and obviously if he listens to this he's going to know I'm talking about him but his dream was to be an auditor and so his college years were driven by wanting to be an auditor. You know, that's that was his dream. And he wanted to work at a particular firm, yeah, an accounting auditor. He wanted to work at a particular firm. And so every step that he took was to make sure he got closer to that goal. Now, he definitely still operated in his passion because we, of course, were Glee Club brothers. And so you know, that, that that element was definitely there. But he definitely knew he wanted to be an auditor. And, you know, he achieved the goal. And he was like, I don't know if this is really what I want to do, you know? And and now he's in the classroom and he's loving it, you know? He's loving being an educator. And he's teaching math, of all things. But, you know, he he's really, really enjoying it. And it's so interesting because teaching was probably the not even a thing that a blip on my radar as much as I loved playing school as a child and as much as I love kids and as, as much as I think it's important for black men to be in the classroom because I didn't have many black male teachers but the the black male teachers that I had that sounds bad black male teachers I didn't have many male teachers that were black that sounds better as opposed to black male teachers but the ones that I did have were very impactful um, one of them being Marlon Glenn, which was middle school math. And I've never been good at math. Um, and not that he necessarily helped me be better at math. But the way that he presented himself, he presented himself as you can be great at math. Um, but you have to carry yourself in a certain way. And so I think what I learned more from him was the, uh, the importance of study discipline as opposed to math itself. Like there was a lot of manhood training in that class. Um, and I'm sure that women gained things from him as well. But it's just the way that he carried himself. And he was still, he made being smart cool because he was still cool. He cracked jokes. He was funny. He was athletic. Um, he was a good looking guy. Like he made it look good to be doing what he was doing. And that was the first time that I had ever seen it like that because most of my teachers were like older and and black women or a lot of white women and definitely a, a few white men. But never did I have a lot of well put together black men that I espoused to be like. And he was one of the first teachers was like, oh my goodness, like when I grow up, I want to be like Mr. Glenn. I don't necessarily want to be a teacher, but I want to carry myself in this way. And. So the article was just interesting because it just sparked different conversation between me and my friends. As a matter of fact, I haven't talked about it with my brothers or my cousins, but I would be interested to see what their reaction is because we're so many years apart in terms of age. Nine years, 12 years, uh, 10 years, and I think 13 years is the difference between us and our ages. You know, especially my cousins, my brothers more so. I talk to them because they're my brothers, but with my cousins, I don't talk to them as frequently. And so I don't know what their relationship is with my aunt or what those conversations look like. I can only imagine, <laughs> but I really don't know. But I just think it sparks an interesting conversation about what are we saying about passion? Um, how important is it or how important is it not? how non-important is it in terms of picking a career but more importantly picking an educational path that leads to that um should we be talking more about non-traditional education like trade school because we've kind of gotten away from that but you know we all have said that college isn't for everybody and is it worth going to college and spending you know education is invaluable of course but is it worth going to college and spending thousands of dollars in the in the low or high hundreds of thousands of dollars for education that you aren't going to really use just to say that you have it like i just think we should be having these conversations more um we should be talking about passion but we should be talking about how passion is informed by the work that you do and not necessarily the education that you garner Um, how there is work that has to happen outside of any traditional setting in order for passion really to come to fruition. And some of this is interesting because I had a conversation with my pastor where he pretty much prophesied. He was like, you know, you're a wonderful talent and you lend your talent to so many different places, to the church, to community courses, um, to other churches. But I, I see bigger things for you. Like, when are you going to start working on a project? When are you going like I've seen you on stage in front of lots of people performing and I'm like Sir, no no no. Um <laughs> this this isn't really something that I thought about because I for me I've divorced myself from this idea of of wanting to be a performer um and being on stage like that's not really something that I feel drives me and there's a period of time where I thought that's something that I wanted and obviously people are telling me all the time it's something that I should pursue but I just I just haven't made the the connect and I don't know why there's a disconnect (laughs) um but I just I don't want to live a life of regret but I do want to live a life that can be followed as an example which is part of the reason why I started this podcast it's something that I always wanted to do I'm passionate about it which is why I've continuously done it pretty much every Tuesday with the exception of one or two Tuesdays since April of last year because it's something that meant something to me and I wanted to do it for myself but also as an example to other people that there's nothing that you can't do put your mind to it get to it. it's a passion project for me And I'm not passionate about some of the other things that people say or think that I should be passionate about. I'm just trying to figure that all out. Anyway, I know other people struggle with this. so I just want to kind of put that out there. Um, So let's talk about it. What are you passionate about? Do you wish you would have followed your passion either in a traditional or non-traditional sense? Um, Are you doing something that you're passionate about? Did your passion require you to get a formal education? Did you waste time and money getting an education only to end up doing your passion anyway, which is totally unrelated? Or did you follow your passion only to realize that it wasn't going to garner you the experience you want? So you tried to do something else. Let's just talk about, let's talk about passion. Let's talk about purpose. Let's talk about education and how all those things inform one another. Anyway, I'm out of here. Got to go. Going to see Mariah Carey tonight. I'll tell you all about it next week. Peace.